devotion. We're not here to shove the gospel in people's faces. We're here to feed people and build relationships. And so that's what we're doing on April 2nd, and I am really, really excited about it. Uh, Bradley, will you hit it over, or uh, Nick, will you hit that to the next slide for me, sir, as we get into today? Uh, who enjoyed John and Erica last week? Who liked them? Did y'all like the Tower of Power? Y'all, he's literally like the, he's the coolest, chillest guy I may have ever met in my entire life. Just a super down-to-earth guy, loves Jesus, and I mean, what more could you ask for? In, in ministry, what more could you ask for partnering with someone, with someone who is just super genuine and loves Jesus? Because listen, I'm not the, I, ne- I do not look for talent because I don't care how talented you are. I really don't. And anyone I bring in here is not some world-class evangelist and world-class speaker. No, I have to see your heart before I let you get behind the pulpit. Huh. Your, your, your private worship better be a lot more than your public worship before you get behind this pulpit. And that's why we see so many moral failures in ministry, because people are all public and no private. And so the people I bring in here are people I genuinely trust to bring you truth. Because I'm the shepherd of this house. My job is to protect you. So if I'm just letting anybody up in here willy-nilly, nah, it's not going to happen. Not with me. Uh, We're starting uh, part two of A Disciple is a Servant, and part two is Created to Serve. It's part two, Created to Serve. As you see up here, the picture, um, I like to give your fellow congregants a plug. I I like to show you guys what your fellow congregants are doing. This is not a church that just sits on a Sunday morning, but we're out and about in our community with our church during the week. Projects, working with people, serving people, that's the heart of me who my heart is that of a missionary, which is to love people and reach the lost. Um, and just it's beautiful to see the servant hearts of so many people in this church. And so that's a little plug for our guys over here who went to help Miss Ann Schumper and Mr. D.E. So praise the Lord for that. Let's hear it. And I, y'all, I miss, I miss Miss Ann so much. I miss seeing her cute little face walking up in here. I miss her so much. And y'all continue to pray for her and Mr. D.E. Um, but that, that's just a little plug there. Let's get into today. Part one, let's do a little recap real fast. Part one, we talked about we were freed to serve. We talked about that we were freed from sin. Praise the Lord. We were freed from sin by Jesus dying on the cross and setting us free. So those things that used to hold us back from serving are no longer there. We're freed from sin. That was the first thing. The second thing is this. We were freed from ourselves. Right? We read Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 and 14, which basically says this. And so we're freed from ourselves, so then we are able to love other people better. Because I don't know about you, before I met Jesus, I could care less about other people. I was out for my own. I was out. Guaranteed the people around you see that, because they see you loving them better. And so number two is we are freed from ourselves. And number three is this, we are freed from the systems of the world. The traditions we grew up in, the religions we grew up in, our position, our finances, those things that we find ourselves enslaved to, we're now freed from the systems of the world, freed from the systems of the world into the service of Jesus. And man, before, before you follow Jesus, your financial status may have been... Can I hear it? Man, because I was a hot mess before Jesus, still a hot mess, but a work in progress. So praise the Lord. Yeah, Colt's like, yes, brother, I feel that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. Um, as we transition into today, I just want to talk about the fact that we weren't just free to serve. You were actually created for the purpose of service. Um, Nick, will you hit me to next slide, buddy? I appreciate you guys working with me. Oh, there we go. Thank you, sir. Will you please stand as we, we read these two verses? I'm going to read passages, two main passages, and it says this. Created in Christ Jesus for good works 
which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says this, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season, mm, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Mm, praise the Lord God. Thank you for your word. Lead our, lead our service today, Father, as you already have open every single individual to grab onto purpose. But once you point out that purpose, you give someone something to hold on to. You give someone a goal to strive for. You give someone purpose in life, and purpose can change everything. And this is more encouraging than anything. It's the fact that you were created for a purpose. Who else finds that encouraging? That my life, my life has meaning. That there's a reason I experience what I experience, no matter how hard it may be, no matter how confused you. Can I be honest? All I can do is kind of talk okay. Like me, I can just talk, I can talk okay. Like I'm not even good at it, but I, I'm okay at it. Um, a lot of you are a lot more gifted than I am. Just no one has showed you your purpose yet. And every time, for every single person who's ever lived, when you give your heart to Jesus, Jesus starts to pull out those gifts slowly but surely. They're called the gifts of the Spirit. And every single one of you who's given your heart to Jesus, you have beautiful gifts that God has given, talents, abilities. Some of you have the best personalities I've ever seen in my life that Jesus wants to use for his glory. In our appearance sometimes to use for his glory. And when you were reborn in Christ Jesus, that's what it means to be created in Christ Jesus. When you were reborn from above, he started to cleanse out, writes out some stuff, and then he starts to replace it with better things. Or that thing that was already in you for his glory, he just starts to polish it and clean it up for you. And so he's given us these beautiful things that we, some of us are innately born. Some of the best stills in us and, and bursts in us, these things we were created. But the crazy thing about that is you were not created with gifts for yourself. You were not created with gifts to get promotions, gifts to get finances. That's not the purpose. Those things may flow from your giftings. Praise God. Because listen, you know, I'm not the type of person, I don't think God wants anyone just to like suffer their entire lives. I don't believe in that. I don't have a poverty mindset. I don't believe we're just meant to struggle forever. And I believe that we are meant to prosper in our giftings that God gives us. But the thing about this is you were created for the specific purpose of good works and good works specific to you. Specifically, that is why we were created in Christ Jesus. And you guys know this. I'm not here to entertain you. I pray to God y'all never come in here and like, oh, Pastor Josiah is a great speaker. No, I'm not. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to equip you. I'm here to equip you that when life is beating you down and the hardships are pressing you down, that you are rooted in the word of God, that the word of God is your firm foundation, that when you're beaten down, you're called worthless garbage and trash. You can stand upon that firm foundation of the word of God and say, no, I have purpose. And even though I'm not where I'm going to be, there's a potential inside of me that God is perfect. That's why I'm here. And that's what I'm here to encourage you in today, that every single one of you were created for a specific purpose and good works that pertain specifically to you. Ephesians chapter, that's our main passage first we're going to be in. Really, we're hitting mainly on two verses, but I just want to read verses one through nine because it's literally the gospel. And one thing I'm, I'm finding out slowly but surely is that even a lot of people who are in church have never just heard the gospel. 
It's like they, they hear Jesus, they hear the name of Jesus, but the God sanctified upon this earth. Man, sometimes we just need a reminder of where God has brought us from. Because that can change your whole perspective. You're not as great as you think you are when you look back and remember how you used to be. And for me, I struggle with pride, if I'm being honest. So I humble every day of my life so that my head doesn't swell up like it used to. Sorry, I heard this one pastor say, it was hilarious. He's like, man, I'm sick and tired of fat head Christians. And y'all, it just, it just cracked me up because he talks about the fact that we store in so, many, so much. That just sounds funny to me. I'm sorry. I'm not calling y'all fat heads. I just, I just find that humorous. Now some, I'm just like, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Verse 1. This is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And let, let's go through 3 and let's pause. And you were dead in the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Like, do what I knew I was supposed to do. Was anyone else there? Man, the women, the drugs, the alcohol, that was me. I was that guy running hard from anything I knew was right. And so when it says, when all of you who once were this as all mankind, I'm like, yeah, that was me. I, I resonate with this, honestly, a lot more times than I do like the whole like holy working in. And I think it's important that the world sees we haven't made it yet. Stop walking with the all holier than thou art mentality when you still struggle daily too. Sometimes you just got to be transparent and let people see you're struggling. Don't forget where you have come from. So here's the gospel. A human being that is perfect ever. I don't care how great their social media looks, because some of y'all need to hear this. Some of you are like, oh gosh, I wish I had the marriage they had. Oh, I wish I had the kids they had. Oh, I wish I had the job they had. Y'all know it's real easy to filter a picture. I can fake a smile with the best of them, man. I'm saying. And so no one's life is perfect. We all have struggles. Every single one of us, Paul, you know, I'm like Paul, I got a thorn in my flesh that will not go away, but by the glory of God, he sustains me and he is sufficient in all things. And in my weakness, he is made strong. And so we're all struggling, working through this thing of life. We're all born with the sin nature. We are all kept in the air. That is the devil. That's our adversary since the beginning. And he will lie to you and trick you and make you think you got it all together when you are falling apart and you are leading to death. That, that's verses 1 through 3. We see that, right? That, that's all of us. Let's look at verse 4. But God. Come on, say it with me. But God. Say it again. Say it again. But God, being rich in mercy, is he not? Oh my gosh, I need his mercy day by day by day. Because of the great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us by grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Y'all remember when we talked about in Christ Jesus union for like almost three months in Christ Jesus. Y'all that still gets me excited to this day. Mm. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. In our brokenness, God sees us and he loves us. And he always has the door open for us to walk through into freedom. 
Can I tell you, no matter where you are, no matter what you're kept in, the bondage of sin and death, you don't have to stay there. Like that, that situation that you've, that really toxic situation that you keep choosing, listen, because we choose toxic situations. I need y'all to hear me because some of us do this. The alcohol you keep choosing, yeah, you chose that. The drugs we keep choosing, listen, I understand addictions are real. I've had them in my life. I understand addictions are real, but the door to freedom is always open to you. Not that you won't struggle, not that you won't face temptations, but the door to freedom is always there, and it's in Jesus. And by Jesus dying on the cross 2,000 years ago, dying on the cross, he said, tetelestai. Who knows what tetelestai means? It is finished. Not, not like, okay, like, I'm going to kind of save you, and then you got to do the rest yourself. No, Jesus said, it is finished. I've conquered hell, sin, death, and the grave. And three days later, he rose again, and that's our resurrection hope. That no matter what you face in this life, you don't have to dwell in that because one day you will be with the Father and all things will be restored. That's not, that is my hope. What's happening here is not my hope. It's the life to come, resurrection power in Jesus Christ, which we are literally about to celebrate on Easter. There's resurrection hope in Christ Jesus. And for those of us who have faced really hard things in life, that is my hope. So no matter what I face here, I keep my eyes pointed to Jesus because my hope is in the resurrection and the time to come. That is the gospel. And that is what a lot of people have not heard in church. You are broken in need of a Savior, and there is one waiting for you. And his name is Jesus. Praise the Lord. All right, verse 10. Let's get into verse 10. And I love this because we're going to break it into four parts. And we're going to, this, this to me is by far one of the most encouraging verses in the entire Bible for a Christian. For someone like me who dealt with unworthiness, who dealt with inadequacies, who dealt with insecurities, for someone who never thought they were good enough, so I ran to everything that thought it would make me good enough. This is one of the most encouraging passages in the entire Bible to me. Let's look at this. Let's read it and let's break it into four parts. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. First off, I know a lot of you have some tough backgrounds. You told me about it. But did you know you are God's workmanship? Crafted, knit together in your mother's womb, fearfully and wonderfully made for this purpose in history. Like, did you know God placed you in this moment in history? He could have put you in any moment, any moment in history. Thousands of years ago, hundreds of years in the future, he could have put you there, but he chose you for this moment. And he crafted you and made you and molded you for this, for, for this moment. I mean, not, 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 just, not just your physical body, but through grace, by faith, we are saved. And his grace and mercy and love mold us and shape us and shift our hearts. Who in here ever had a heart of stone? You just did not care about people. You were just like, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to do me. And what he does is when that grace and mercy starts to affect you, he starts to peel off that outer shell. And he starts to show you who you were always meant to be. And so number one, we are his workmanship. He, he crafted us, created us, and molded us for a purpose. Galatians 3.28 says, There is now neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, nor male nor female in Christ Jesus. So what does that mean? That means what I used to be, the identity I used to walk in. I need you to hear this. The identity you used to walk in, the brokenness, the hurt, the shame, the guilt, the condemnation, that place you used to live in, you don't got to be there anymore. 
Like, when we understand the fact that we are his workmanship, that God created us, molded us, crafted us for a purpose, and he is still shaping us, we don't have to stay here. We can be something new. Because we are new creations in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17. You don't have to stay in this place. You were knitted, worked together, molded for a purpose. You are his workmanship, created for specific purposes, with specific talents, with things God had always planned for you to achieve because you were the one he chose to do it. How encouraging is that? Is that encouraging to anyone else? That he made me the way I am, my flaws and everything. So for all of you who think you have too many flaws to be used, that's a lie from the enemy. You are his workmanship. He has created you and crafted you and made you appearance and think you're too ugly, too big, too skinny. I don't care what you think you are. That's a lie. You're still living in the systems of the world of what they tell you that you are. That is not what God is telling you. God is not condemning you and calling you worthless. He's saying, hey, I need you to put out the voices of the world and I need you to look at me. He's saying, I am molding you and shaping you for exactly who you're supposed to be. We are his workmanship, created, crafted, and molded to be usable for the kingdom of God, both physically and spiritually. Number two is this. We were created in Christ Jesus for good works. So what does that mean? That means we were reborn from above with the nature of Jesus Christ for specific purposes. I don't know how much more clear this could get where I'm trying to get today is that you were created. The grace and love and mercy of Jesus was poured out upon you to make you new for a very specific purpose, and that is good works. It's not for you. Your freedom, I talked about this. You are not freed for yourself. You are freed from yourself. If you are using your freedom only for yourself, you're using it incorrectly. Do you hear me? If all you ever do is come and sit on a chair on a Sunday morning, you are not using your freedom correctly. If you are a Sunday morning Christian and a Sunday morning Christian alone, you are not using your freedom correctly. You were not created and worked and molded and shaped just to sit in a chair. That's not what you were made for. You were made and handcrafted, created in Christ Jesus for a dynamic and impactful life. For those of you who feel insignificant, I promise you're not. You just haven't, you just haven't stepped into the good works that you were created for yet. Man, I am more free in my life right now. And the crazy thing is this. I have less time in my schedule. I have less energy than I used to. And I'm doing more than I ever have before. <laughs> but I'm more free than I have ever been because I am living in the purposes God created me for. Are we listening? You want freedom? You want purpose? You want God to pull out your potential? Boy, you better find those good works God created you for. But the thing is, you can't find the good works if you never do anything. Oh, man. First time guests are probably thinking, oh, this young man, oh, man, my goodness. Yeah, I'm that guy. Um, I'm going to say it how it is because it's true. And you want to know why? Because I love you. Listen, like, even if you're a first time guest, guess what? I love you. And anyone who goes to this church knows I love them. And all those teens who were there last night, they know I love them. Because, y'all, I'm not joking. We were up here on our knees together crying and praying to God together. Like, these are the good works I was made for. And I'm walking in that purpose that God created me for. Now I'm encouraging you, find the good works you were created for. It's not just in these walls, y'all. When I'm downtown with the homeless, oh my goodness, I am all up in my purpose. I love it. I went to school to be a missionary. 
Being with the lost, being with the outcast, that's my heart. I love it because that's the good works I was created for. So I'm encouraging you that in Christ Jesus, you were created and freed for a purpose. And in order to live in that purpose, you have to find the good works that you were created for. Christianity is not about sitting and being served. Christianity is about serving. Did, this is just a fun fact. Did you know that a social justice warrior, what it, what it is now is not the original place it came from? Did you know social justice warrior came from the church? Because they were genuinely fighting for social justice for those who had none? That right there would shift your whole perspective. Our idea of a social justice warrior, just like these crazy people on social media, like, like hate, hate speaking people, like crazy stuff. But the original social justice warrior was this, because they were out in society preaching Jesus and showing people a better way. I don't see how we're not getting excited about it, like, like how, how these wheels are not clogging. You were created for good works to be in society showing them a better way. This is going to blow some of your minds. That job you hate, those may be the good works you were created for. Those family members you can't stand, that could be the good works you were created for. Those people who are a mega inconvenience to you and they just annoy the life out of you anytime they speak, that person may be the good works you were created for. Hmm. You see, we, 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 we like purpose when it feels good for us. We like purpose when, when it gives us a, a platform, right? Oh, yeah, we love this. But when it comes to serving those you don't even like, didn't Brother Abednego just give us a warning about that? Christians who are falsely sleeping so they don't have to do anything? Oh, man. Man. I want to encourage you. Find the good works. But Pastor Josiah, how do I find those? Serve. Start in your home. Hey, uh, daddies with small ones, how about you change the majority of the diapers and give your wife a break? How about you clean the house and give your wife a break? That's to all men. How about you? How about, and then maybe it's vice versa. Wives, maybe you're working full time. Maybe you need to vacuum and clean and do stuff. I'm not sexist here. Anybody, just serve. Like, come on now. Whatever you got to do, go above and beyond the call to serve and do more than that. Start in your home. Let, the, let, let it 